12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. Now, we love mini golf. I mean, it's such a nice activity to take your mind off things and just enjoy a little bit of life. I know travel has opened up. A lot of people are, you know, revenge traveling, but there are also multiple activities to do in Singapore, like mini golf. Let me introduce you to a new concept that's just come up. It's called Kulnari Mystery Golf. And uh, we'll be speaking with Alistair Cannon-Brooks, who's co-founder at Kulnari Mystery House and Key House. How are you? Hey, how are you doing, Adrian? Really good to be on here. Yeah, really good to um, have this conversation. Of course, I came by and saw you recently, checked out the mini golf course and um, Key House as well. Talk me through the inspiration, because I understand that this mini golf experience takes you back to the 1920s of Bode Key to investigate a mysterious occurrence at the Kulnari Trading Company building. Yeah, so I think, you know, from our side, uh, we really wanted to rethink what mini golf is. So we took, in fact, actually, to be honest, we took a lot of inspiration from Disney. So what they would do is they would come up with these immaculate stories about the rides that they created. So Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, was a ride before it was a movie. And we looked at that and we thought that's a three minute ride. And on average, people take about a full hour to play mini golf. So our storyline had to be as incredible to last that whole experience. So what we did is we put, we created this Kulnari Trading Company, which is this old school trading house that existed back in the 1920s in Boquí, which was in charge of importing in artifacts into London from Southeast Asia. And what happened is they imported something which shouldn't have been imported and it's cursed the shop house. And what you do is you play through these uh, immaculately built set designed holes and kind of learn the storyline as you go through and there's certain escape room elements that you play through as well, picking up clues along the way, which eventually show you where to plot. Talk me through the name, Kulnari. I know you told me the story off air, but for our listeners, how did you come up with the name? So uh, Kulnari is, it's a word which doesn't really mean anything, which is why we've gone with it. It allows us to define what it is. So in our case, Kulnari is the name of the mystical island where this artifact was brought from, and also the name of the trading company, which we've made up, which existed in the building at the time. Yeah, combining escape room puzzles with mini golf gameplay and blending historical facts. Kulnari Mystery Golf will transport you to an era long gone for an experience that you won't want to miss. More about the mini golf course. I mean, it's recently opened, of course. How hard was it to find the space, you know, and get everything set up? I mean, it was really tricky. Obviously, we were looking at this in the middle of COVID. Um, So there was a lot of different units that were closing down and different concepts were coming in and also just the sheer amount of space that you need to do something like this. What we ended up doing was we found three adjacent units together in Boquí and we basically kind of created entranceways between them. So you really start to feel like you're getting lost throughout the space and the inside of it is actually much bigger than the tiny entranceway would make you believe, uh, which I think is quite a fun way of doing it. And I think to have it in Boquí is amazing because of the history of the area, and it's really allowed us to tie in with that. Definitely on the Heritage Trail here. Yeah, located on Upper Circular Road. A very new concept, but the idea of mini golf is something that still gets a lot of people very excited. But what makes your mini golf experience unique compared to some of the other players out there? So, I mean, I think for us, you know, it's about blending mini golf with the slight escape room elements in the storyline. Uh, I don't think anyone else has done that, as well as the theme that we have in here. We've gone very 1920s and quite fantastic, almost great Gatsby with the space. Uh, we have kind of 
gold vaults. We have auction rooms. We have a full library bookcase that's been built up as well as really cool special effects, the kind that you usually find at places like Universal Studios. We managed to get the same equipment in here as a kind of small pokey attractions company, which has been really fun. Yeah, Culinary Mystery Golf takes you where no mini golfer has gone before, right back to the 1920s boat key in Singapore to investigate a mysterious occurrence at the Culinary Trading Company building. We're in conversation with Alistair Cannon-Brooks, who's co-founder at the establishment. Alistair, talk me through your pricing strategy. How have you made this attractive to the general public? Our pricing strategy is really simple. We want it to be as transparent as possible. So, uh... On our off-peak times, which is uh, during any weekday before 5 p.m., it's $25 for adults and $20 for children. And during our peak times, which is after 5 p.m. on weekdays and all day on weekends, it's $35 for adults and $30 for kids. What we want to be is just super transparent about the pricing. And, you know, what you come for is what you get. We didn't really want to have a really convoluted pricing mechanism for this one. Yeah, starting up a business is never easy. Of course, it was much harder during the COVID-19 pandemic. But now that, you know, we've moved away from that and moved on, I guess is the right way to say it. How much easier has it been now with everything opened up for you to put this project together? I mean, I think in a way it's been almost, obviously we have a lot more travel going on right now. Uh, So people are coming in and out, which has opened up a new market to us. You know, the tourist crowd coming in has been fantastic. But we're also right now in this period where people are trying to reconnect and they're hungry for new activities to do with each other, right? You know, we're no longer having to wear masks and we can reconnect after, you know, the massive lockdowns that we had. And mini golf is a perfect opportunity to do that. We have a fantastic number of date nights, you know, families coming in, groups of friends. And I think it's really inspiring to see that. And in terms of your initial observations, what have you noticed since the opening? Did it take you by surprise of how the response was or did you always believe in the project? Well, I mean, I think, you know, at when I first started off, I remember people kind of looking at me like I was a bit crazy about it. I'd just be kind of ranting about mini golf and, you know, it's going to be this amazing place with all of this, you know, mystery elements and it's going to be crazy. You're never going to see a mini golf course like this before. But I think the reaction that we had from the people has been really amazing. Um, Everyone's been really positive about something this unique inside. We have had a couple things, people not really knowing what mini golf is. You know, there's not a lot of players in Singapore and we're really happy to kind of show people throughout the experience and really give them something new to try out. And yeah, it's been it's been great. And do you play nine holes or do you play 18 holes? Is there an option or you just go for the full course? So for us, because of the storyline, while we did open up for nine holes for our sneak peek, we are only doing 18 holes. What we want is for everyone to experience the full length of the story. We do also, we will also be opening up a ninth hole bar uh, in due course, halfway in between your experience for people to grab a drink midway through the rounds. Because I do understand that the full 18 holes can get a bit tiring towards the end. So, you know, to take a pause in between, relax, chill out with your buds. It's a nice little intermission. Yeah, and I understand that you'll be offering scintillating cocktails and tipples to mark the midway point of the journey. Do you have any exciting cocktails planned? So I think it's all in development right now. Uh, What we do have is a restaurant downstairs, Key House, and our bar team on there, which is coming up with recipes every day. And I think, you know, because the space is so unique and it feels like a bit of a speakeasy, we're really trying to plan it out well so that it fits in with the storyline and if possible, you know, if we can get some clues in with the cocktails, I think that would be a really fun spin on it. So it just takes a bit of time to get it all nailed down. Yeah, nicely moving on to Key House, which was my next topic. Of course, it pays homage to Boat Key's rich history in the 1920s as one of Asia's busiest spice trading hubs. The same regional flavors, actually, and spices traded in Boat Key for centuries are at the heart of the food that you'll find 
at this restaurant. What are some of the must-try items from the menu? Sure. I mean, so, I mean, my personal favorites are, you know, the Balinese Kampong chicken, which just reminds me of being in Bali, you know, whenever you go into a little kind of street side vendor, but we've kind of upped it a little bit and we've marinated our chicken in pineapple, which is really nice. Uh, furthermore, we've also kind of got our yam abacus, which is inspired by, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pronouncing it, but <laughs> panza, which is, you know, a vegetarian dish. And our yam abacus is basically a gnocchi made with bits of yam instead of potato. It's really nice and absolutely. And I think the final one, which is well worth mention is our key house duck two ways, which, you know, is a dish, which kind of spotlights our poultry dish, which is overshadowed by chicken. So in key house, the way that we do our duck is we use a duck that has been aged to enhance its flavor and texture, bringing it closer to the likes of a typical red meat like beef. So the duck undergoes the process of slow cooking by being smoked for six hours on average over our lychee wood. And uh, it is then paired with a light crunch of a duck confit and nestled in a rich nonya gravy, which is just really unique. And, you know, it's just to add that little final element to it. We also smoke some hickory over it and it's then lifted up to have a full kind of smoky show for our customers that like a touch of drama with their final presentation. Yeah, plenty of items to pick from the menu. But what if they're not feeling like having such a heavy meal, maybe some lighter bites? What would you recommend there? Sure. I mean, so we also have our Burmese tomato, which is our vegan dish. It's very simple. It's seasonal tomatoes served with a chickpea dressing, which uh, has slight touches of sweet, sour, and spicy. Um, And in a weird way, I'm not a big fan of tomatoes myself, like raw tomatoes. I hate it when I have it on a burger, but this dish actually has won me over in a big way. So yeah, well worth a try. I think especially for our vegan and vegetarian customers, I think it's one of the more underrated dishes within our restaurant. You will be spoiled for choice when you head to a key house, but the main focus, of course, is the Kulnari Mystery Golf Course, which uh, takes you back where no mini golfer has gone before, right back to the 1920s boat key in Singapore to investigate a mysterious occurrence at the Kulnari Trading Company building. We've been in conversation with Alistair Cannon-Brooks, who's co-founder of the Kulnari Mystery House and Key House. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.